<clears throat> now, fear as in reverence does just the opposite. So tonight, June 1st, the staggering question. Can that sinner be turned into a saint? Good question, huh? It's up to him. I'm a sinner. How in the heck can he turn me into a saint? Can that twisted life be put right? There is only one answer. Oh, Lord, you know I don't. Never trample in with religious common sense and say, oh, yeah, it's just with a little bit more Bible reading and devotion and prayer. I see how it can be done. I know, personally, there's not much chance I was going to heaven. And he has met me on the road and showed me that he loved me and cared for me. He's revealed things to me. He's given me knowledge of others and gifts that I can help others, which only would have been, only would have been uh, available to someone that he had pulled aside and had ordained or anointed to for a different purpose. So there was nothing in me that thinks... <clears throat> could think that I was going to make it. just wasn't there. Because I'd done so much crazy stuff. So it wasn't about any, me saying, if I can just go to Bible more, the, uh, you know, the church more, read my Bible more, we'll fix it. No. It was about an act, him asking questions to see whether I was willing to be obedient. It is much easier to do something than to trust in God. We must take panic for inspiration. That is why <clears throat> there are so many, few fellow workers with God and so many workers for Him. We would far rather work for God than believe in Him. Am I quite sure that God will do what I cannot do? I despair of men in the degree which I have never realized that God has done anything for me. Is my experience such a wonderful realization of God's power and might that I can never despair of anyone I see? So I was going to open up my heart and trust in God, that whatever situation in doesn't matter, because I know how big my God is? Or do you still have that desire to be cautious and careful? Trying to protect and control yourself. Have I had any spiritual work done in me at all? The degree of panic is a degree of the lack of personal ex spiritual experience. Yeah. Behold, O oh my people, <clears throat> I will open your graves. When God wants to show you what human nature is like apart from himself, he has to show it in yourself. He has to show you, but he has to show it in you. It's one thing to see somebody else going through something, <clears throat> but for him to give you a direct revelation, he has to be able to do it in you. And that means you have to open yourself up for him to be allowed to do that in you. He has to show it in yourself. And if the Spirit of God has given you a wisdom, a vision of what you are apart from grace of God, and He only does it when His Spirit is at work, you know there is no criminal who's half so bad as the actuality as you know yourself to be in possibility. My grave has been opened by God, and I know that in me, that is that in my flesh, dwells no, no good thing. God's Spirit continually reveals what human nature is alike apart from His grace. We constantly realize how awful and ugly we are over and over and over again because we don't have a good handle on, on who He is and how awful 
we can be. We like to <coughs> pretend we're not so bad, right? Yeah. God's not going to allow us to get away with that. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Tonight I want to start with the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, I'm going to start with John 1. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not, doesn't get it. There is a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lights every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as did receive him, to them he gave to them the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Amen. But to believe, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but they were born of God. Amen. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, and his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. John chapter 5, verse 37. And the Father himself, which had sent me, has borne witness of me. You've never heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And you've not his word. And you have not his word abiding in you. For whom he has sent him, you believe not. If his word was abiding in you, you'd know it was his son. But it's not abiding in you because you don't know it's him and you believe not. So search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me that you might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, you do receive him. How can you believe, which receive honor from one of another, and seek not the honor that comes from God only? Do you do not think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For he had, you believed Moses. For if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you ever believe my words? If you're believing him and not believing me, what, what makes you think you're going to get to it from here? Chapter 6, verse 25. And they had found him on the other side of the sea. They said unto him, Rabbi, how did you get here? Jesus answered and said to them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, you seek me. Not because you saw miracles, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. You're seeking me because I fed you. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that which meets, which endures for an everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him has God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, 
What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. They said therefore to him, What sign shall you then that <clears throat> we may see and believe? What, does, what, what work do you do? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. You gave them bread to eat from heaven. Then Jesus said unto them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life unto the world. Then he said unto them, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. He that believes on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that you also have seen me and believe not. All the Father gives me shall come unto me. And him that comes to me, I will no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do my will, but to the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which he has sent me, that of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at that last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, and that everyone sees the Son and believes on him may have eternal life everlasting, and I will raise him up at that last day. Chapter 8, verse 23. And Jesus said to them, You are from beneath, and I am from above. You are of this world, and I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, You shall die in your sins, if you believe not that I am he. You shall die in your sins. Then said they to him, who are, who are you? And Jesus said again to them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard from him. They understood not what he was speaking about. Then Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, when you finally see me lifted up on that cross, then you shall know that I am he. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Yeah. And as he spoke these words, many then began believing upon him. Verse 44. But you are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because... There is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. For he is a liar and he's the father of it. Because I tell you the truth and you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not then believe me? He that is of God believes, excuse me, hears God's words, and therefore hear them, and, and you therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. Well, that's probably not a good place to be. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Chapter 10. <clears throat> Verse 33. And he said, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abides forever. And how do you say this? The Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light. Let lest darkness come upon you. 
For he that walks in the darkness knows not whether he goes. But he that, that you have light, leave in the light that you may be the children of light. These things he spoke. And then he departed. And he did hide himself from them. Where was that? What was that address? That was the 22 through 30. What chapter? Hmm? What chapter was, was it? Chapter, let me see. Chapter 12. Oh, 12. Okay. What was that? Chapter? I heard 10. I heard 10, yeah. Oh, my bad. Hold on a second. Chapter 10, I gave you... Chapter 10, verse 33. Chapter 10, verse 33. There you go. I flipped forward to the I had myself. 10, 33, The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because you, becoming a man, make yourself a God. And Jesus answered them, is, it, is not the writing in your law, I said, you are gods? You called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Say you that, <clears throat> say you of him, whom the Father has sanctified and sent him into the world, you blaspheme because he said, I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, don't believe me. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works that you may know and you may believe that the Father is in fact in me and I in him. Now, chapter 12, 28. My bad. Father, glorify thy name. Then came a voice from heaven saying, I both glorified it, I will glorify it again. The people therefore that have stood by and heard it said that he thundered. Another said an angel spoke unto him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. And the people answered him, saying, We have heard out of the law, Christ abides forever. How do you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? In other words, we've heard the law that Jesus is going to come, he's going to be this amazing person. How is it that you're going to be dead if you're the Son of God? Because he didn't read it right, right? Jews didn't, Jews didn't teach it right. When Jesus said this, <coughs> In a little while, light will be with you, walk you with you while you have the light, yet lest darkness come upon you. For he that walks in the darkness knows not whether he goes. Well, you have the light, believe in the light that you may be the children of the light. Amen. These things he spoke to Jesus and he, part, and he departed and he did hide himself from them. Chapter 16. Chapter 16, verse 29. His disciples came to him and said, Lo, now speak you plainly. <clears throat> Speak not in Proverbs. <clears throat> now we are sure that we know all things, and need not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that you came forth from God. And Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Finally, after all this, now you're going to believe? Behold, the hour comes, yet is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and you shall leave me alone. You talk about how you're going to hang out with me and you're with me forever. The hour's come, it is now. But you're going to be scattered, you're going to leave me alone. And yet, I'm not alone. 
because the Father is with me. These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Amen. Chapter 20, verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came after the resurrection. And other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and I put my finger in the, the print of these nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas was with them. In came Jesus' doors being shut, and he stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach your finger in here and behold my hands. And here to reach thy hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless anymore, but now believe. And Thomas answered, saying unto him, Oh my God, my Lord. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you now have believed. Blessed are those that have not seen, and yet they believe. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the, in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Amen. Romans chapter 3. 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is being manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen. Unto all and upon all of those that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through the faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of Him that decides to believe in Jesus. Romans chapter 4, verse 8. So blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Comes this blessedness then upon circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How is it reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but while he was still uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, the seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had had being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision, to them that are out of the, not of that circumcision only, but also who walk in the steps of faith that our father Abraham, which had, being yet uncircumcised. Verse 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham, nor was it to his seed. 
through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are the law would be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of no effect. Because the law works wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be of grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but that which is also of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before whom he believed even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which are not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in the faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in the faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised God was able to keep and perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness' sake. Now it was not written for his sake alone, but that it was imputed to him, but it was for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised against, again for our justification. Romans 10, verse 8. But what says this? The word is near you. It's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. It's already been given to you. Life and godliness, right? That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, the mouth, confession, is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. If you don't believe, you will be. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall in fact be saved. First Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 18. For the preaching of the cross... Is to them that perish foolishness. Is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it becomes the power of God. Amen. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is this disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom ended up not knowing God at all. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that decided to believe. For the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. And the Jews a stumbling block, and the, the Greeks foolishness. But to them which is called, or them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is preached the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is still wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Second Corinthians chapter four. 
verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, let us not faint, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospels hid, hid to those that are lost, and whom the godless world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For the God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and absolutely not of us. Verse 13. So we have in the same spirit of faith According as it is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken. So now we also are going to believe and therefore we're going to speak. Amen. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord shall raise us up also by Jesus and present us with you. For all things are for your sakes. The abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Talk about Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, 21. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. If there had been a law given that could have given life, truly righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus might be given to them that believe. But therefore... Faith came. We kept. We were kept under the law. Shut up into the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come we're no longer under that schoolmaster. We don't have to trust in our, in our flesh Amen. to try to do anything. Amen. Turn with me to, to Ephesians Chapter 1, verse 16. I cease not to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you may know what is this hope of His calling upon you, and what the riches of glory of His inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which we wrought in Christ, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The church which is his body, the fullness of him, that end up fill that ends up filling all and all. We read there. Now to First Thessalonians. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. For this cause also we are going to thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but you received it as it was the truth and the word of God, which effectively works also in all of us that believe. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because as your faith grows exceedingly in the charity, unconditional love of every one of you towards each other begins to abound. Amen. So that we ourselves glory in you, the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all the persecutions and the tribulations that you endure, which is an obvious payment, manifest token, of the righteous judgment of God that you might be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you have suffered. Amen. Seeing it's a righteous thing with God to repay or recompense tribulation to those that have troubled you. So you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with these mighty angels in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall be punished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. This is when he shall come and be glorified in his saints to be admired in all of them that believe because our testimony among you is believed. So our testimony helped them believe Amen. in that day. So wherefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all of the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That the time that the name of the Lord Jesus might be glorified in you and you might be glorified in him according to the grace of our Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Take us back to first. I'm sorry. I'm going to stay at second Thessalonians. We'll take it down to verse five. So remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now you know that withholds that he might be revealed in his time. We know the Holy Spirit's been holding him back. Knowing he might be revealed when that time comes. And now you know that withholds that he might be revealed this time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. The Antichrist has been around for a long time. Only he who now lets will let until he's taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders who came with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth when they had the chance. They decided not to receive that they somehow gave up their salvation, right? For this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they would continue to believe this lie, that they might all be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It's amazing how we have the truth all the time and we don't want to believe it. We want to continue in our unrighteousness and think that God's got gonna be, be understanding. Why don't that last verse, last verses, yeah. kind of mess that up? 
First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, that has counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, and I was injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. That the grace of the Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying, and it's worthy of all exception, that Christ came into the world to save sinners, who I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus might be shown forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. Now in the King Eternal. Immortal, invisible, to the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Let that be so. First Timothy 4, verse 6. If you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister, the minister of Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine wherein you have attained. But refuse profane and old wives' fables. They exercise themselves unto more and more ungodliness. For bodily exercise profits little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Having a promise of the life that now is and of the one that is to come. This is a faithful saying worthy of all exception. So accept it. For there we both labor. Suffer approach because we trust the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Mm -hmm. These things I ask that you command and that you teach. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 10, verse 32. So I'm going to call to remembrance the former days, when after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Partly while you were being made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them that were also so used. Remember coming coming to Christ, having a bunch of people around you, and you know them them maybe being lost too, and you coming to Christ or doing stupid crap, and you know people made fun of everybody that was yes. going to do this. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a lot of that going on when I gave my life to Christ. So partly while you were made that gazing stock. Reproaches and afflictions. And partly while you became companions or buddies of those who did the, had the same problems. For we had compassion on me. You had compassion on me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your own goods, knowing that, that in yourselves you have in heaven a better and more enduring substance. Yeah. Treasures in heaven is more important than what you can have here on the earth. So cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great re recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he, shall, he that will come, will come and will not tarry. Now the just, the true justified, shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him at all. For we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe and keep believing Amen. to the saving of their soul. James chapter 2, starting in verse 17. Even so, faith, 
If it has not works, is dead being alone. Yet a man say, You have faith, I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, and you do well. Because the devils believe too. At least they tremble. But will you know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? He believed God, took his son up, and by works was going to kill him. He followed through. See then how faith wrought with his works, and by his works was faith made perfect? The scripture was fulfilled, says Abraham. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness. He was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. So for somebody can talk all day long, what's your walk look like? Does it look like you believe? Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works. When she had received the messengers, the message from the messengers, and had sent them out another way to protect them. For as a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. <coughs> 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Christ. Yeah. Brought unto you as obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former lusts and your ignorance. Stop going back to the old ways. But as he which has called you is holy, so be you also holy in all manner of conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call upon the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your living or sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver or gold, from your vain or selfish conduct received by the traditions of your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was made obvious or manifest in these last times just for you, who by him do you believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God and be in God alone. Amen. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse 18. So my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue nor in deed, but let us love in truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. We will have our hearts full of confidence before him. For if our heart condemns us, God's greater than our heart because he knows all things. Knows we can't we can't fake it. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, though, then we can have that confidence towards God that we were having. So whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe, believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and we should love one another as He gave us commandment. And he that keeps His commandment dwells in Him. And God also dwells in them. And hereby we know that he abides in us. We know this by the spirit 
which he has given to us. Lastly, 1 John 5, verse 13. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son, Jesus, the Son of God, Amen. that you may know that you have eternal life, and then that you may, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, that He hears us. And we know that if He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have these petitions that we've desired of Him. If any man see his brother in a sin, a sin which is not unto death, and we ask, He shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin that is unto death. I'm not telling you to pray for that one. But all unrighteousness is sin. And there is a sin not unto death. <clears throat> we know that whosoever is born of God sins not. But he that is begotten of God keeps himself. And the wicked one is not able to touch him at all. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. We know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding, a true understanding, that we may know Him that is true, and that we are in Him and that is true, even in Jesus, His Son. This is the true God, and this is eternal life. So my children, please keep yourself separated from the idols that we worship. All about belief. More importantly, all about the things we've allowed <clears throat> ourselves to be distracted by. What is it that we keep allowing to get in the way? What is it that's so repetitious? We get on track, we're going the right way, yay God, let's go, cheerleading, hooting, hollering, having a great deal, spirit being poured out, and we walk out and we trip and we stumble and we fall over some distraction or former affinity or affection that we have not killed yet. So, is it better to say to you, pray more and, and believe more that God is God? Not unless we do it. Or is it better for you to say, humble yourself, pray, seek, and turn from your wicked ways so that he will then hear you, and help you do it. Amen. I think before we get to a place talking about believing, we got some turning around to do. Yes. It's hard to believe on a God Almighty and be able to receive all that we say we want to believe Him for when we're in the way. So, if you can't recognize where your stance is, and recognize where God's stance is mm -hmm. and see the contrast and know that those two are supposed to be blended together as one. How do we expect to just hope God has a magic wand and somehow we're just like, whoop, we're going to be there. No, we've got work to do. Amen. And the work isn't going out there and, and you know trying to work it out yourself. The work we've got to do is acknowledge where our failures are, where our weaknesses are, and call upon the power of God to fix it. We have to start asking God for His tools to help prepare us for His glory. Amen. Nothing we can do, but everything we ought to do.
What works must we do? You must believe on Him and the one that He sent. If I believe on Him and I believe on the one that He sent, then I have to acknowledge, am I living a life that says I'm a true believer? Or am I still believing a lot of crap on my own? And if I'm believing a lot of crap on my own, how can I fix that? I am called to follow Him. And as you follow Him, He will help you be washed, renewed, regenerated, sometimes maybe overhauled, who knows, whatever it takes to get on the right track, right? Amen. But the glory of God will be seen in each and every one of us if we'll let Him. And I'm not ashamed to admit I needed to be overhauled. There's a lot of stuff I did that was really contrary. And I needed to be overhauled. I needed to have this whole thing, you know, broken down and built back up. Whereas some people just want to be overhauled. I want to be overhauled and I want them to run it out so I can be 30 over 60 over so I can race. <laughs> I want him to build this up to make it high performance. And he did. He took everything I did and turned this into high performance. I think that the challenge of that is to maybe want that, but also if you have it, knowing that you will use it for him and his glory only. And if he believes, which he knows, because he knows the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end, he will empower you to do such. But as in anything, you have to break it in slowly take this new thing out, break it in slowly. And then as it becomes more and more broke in, it becomes more and more capable of withstanding the trials that are before it. Let's go before our God. And let's ask Him to help us see the hindrances that we've placed in the way. No one else placed them there. We did. We need to see the hindrances that we placed in the way. And then ask Him, for a little bit of God grease, if you will, to break them loose, to get those hindrances removed so we can be right and real in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Father, we come before you tonight say thank you, Lord, for who you are and who you're, have been so faithful, ready, prepared to do what's necessary for us to get right. And finally, Lord God, we're going to maybe show up. So we're going to need your help to take us by the hand and guide us and lead us through this unknown chapter of our lives and knowing that Lord God you will not lead us astray nor leave us nor forsake us but guide us and be led by the power of the Holy Spirit into this place of righteousness and salvation through obedience unto you and your word so we give you thanks praise honor and glory for all of your work and all the works that you've done in our life and do this all in Jesus precious precious name amen and amen amen